When I started in real estate in 2007 at LJ Hooker Terrigal, I did not ever transact with a buyer's agent. The only buyer's agent I ever saw in my 10-year career there, the only one, was Carl Barron came up from Sydney to buy an acreage and he had a buyer's agent. There you go. I was around when um, Cohen Handler started and, you know, we always heard, oh, they're failed salespeople and... When I started, kind of the information that was provided to me, so this is going back, yeah, nine years ago, no, there's no need for buyer's agents. Why do we have a buyer's agents? That's what we're here for. Mm. Which, look, I understand, but obviously times change. Mm. Yeah. And obviously the biggest shift that I see, and this is obviously pre-COVID, post-COVID, is how many people are coming up from Sydney and how time poor people are. I know you guys have mentioned on your podcast before, how time poor people yeah. are, but honestly, that is, that's a big factor. Yeah, and obviously, you got to imagine as us as real estate agents, we we are there to look after buyers as well. However, yep. most of the time, we will predominantly show them our that's stuff. Right. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, ultimately, if I know if I have a buyer and I see that it's the perfect house, I will still yeah. be the agent. There's exceptions. That's like, yeah. Hey, look, that's the perfect house. That's a that's good agent. That's about as far as. That kind of goes. It's like, see how you go. Property transactions can be among the most significant financial decisions of your life. Hence, we're here to guide you, debunk the myths and misconceptions that cloud the industry. We want to help you move confidently through the real estate journey and give you a behind-the-curtain look into the world of real estate. We're Michelle Tucker and Linda Johnson from Spring Buyers Agency and Spring Property Management. And this is the Unreal Estate Podcast. Welcome to our next episode of our Unreal Estate podcast. Um, super excited today to have James Keelan join us, who is a successful selling agent on the Central Coast and who we've had the pleasure of doing a number of deals with. Um, I will just have a quick disclaimer in there that um, we are both independent of each other. So James works as a selling agent independently with his organisation and Michelle and I are independent buyers agents working for our own organisation. So thank you, James, for joining us. Good to be and, here. Um, Good to be here. Finally welcome. got on. Yeah. <laughs> we're super excited. We love we love dealing with you. Um, yeah, so we're really keen to unpack a bit of stuff today and let sure. the listers out there know what goes on, you know, with selling agents and buyers agents and what some of the differences are and how we help people transact in real estate. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be a little bit of confusion out there. So hopefully I can help with a little bit of clarity. Yeah. Clarification. Start with a little bit about you, um, how long you've been doing this, who you're, who you're working with and yeah, Yeah. tell us a little bit about. I've been in the game since 2015, going on the ninth year. It's gone way too quick. Um, I'm with Property Central. So we're at Erina. Uh, we predominantly service that 2250, 2260 and obviously surrounds. Yep. Um, Specialise in Springfield Erina and have done that that whole kind of time. Um, now with Haley and Eden on board, we kind of are going a little bit further. But PC, Property Central, um, we're the second highest selling agency on the Central Coast. So out of wow, one little amazing. office, which is pretty amazing. cool. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, one one little office, but we do have quite a quite a span. A very nice office, I might add. It, it is. Yeah. It's very fancy. You've got a bar very, in there. I know. I, I went know. here and thought, wow, yep. it's all happening in here. Bar, coffee, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. Modern. Like it's just that. It's, nice. it's a different real estate agent. It's not that kind of clinical feeling. Yep. It's that kind of softer, and mm. you know, the whole motto at Property Central is you can actually be your own person. It felt yeah. like that in your office space. Actually, it was very yeah, it was warm and and social, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've dealt with a number of um, agents in your office and everyone is a pleasure to deal with. Mm. We've had a great experience. We're pretty lucky. We're lucky that we've got a really, really good team. You know, sometimes that can't always be the case, but yeah, it's it's a really good mm. place. Hence why I've been there for nine years. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't, I suppose. Yep. So for people out there that uh, it is a bit confusing, a lot of people say to us all the time, mm. what's a buyer's agent? Mm. Relatively newish to the central coast and you can cover off on what you've seen the change in that I guess happen pre-COVID post-COVID the market changes but what is an independent buyer's agent and how do we differ from traditional selling agent role yeah it's a it's a good question and I'm sure that 
probably something that you guys have to explain a lot. Funnily enough, something that I've been having to explain because even I've been getting calls, you know, going, oh, thinking about a buyer's agent and this, that and the other. I think for us, basically, there are certain there are certain clientele that can use that extra assistance. So, you know, for you guys, you can you can bring on that extra assistance of, you know, how time poor people are, basically. Um, some people cannot physically get up. Like, we'll always do our very best to try and get anyone through a property at most times. But we're talking sometimes people are like, look, I'm so busy Monday to Saturday. Everyone's <laughs> busy these days, right? Yeah. We can all agree. Um, so having that third party that's kind of in their pocket, if that makes sense, to go and look at homes on their behalf, I think that's where I see such a big role for buyer's agents. And obviously this has all changed quite a lot in my nine years. Um, certainly certainly COVID time, I yep. found that was like a big shift, especially because of how many people are coming from Sydney. Like we're getting, so every weekend we'll always ask, like what, what area are you guys coming from? And it's just so that we have the data to go, okay, where are buyers coming from? You know, so we can let owners know, so we know where to advertise, we know where to direct everything. And honestly, 80 to 90% every weekend is Sydney-based. There you go. We find it too. 70% of our clientele are from Sydney, a small percentage from overseas or other states, but predominantly Sydney. It's massive. It's just that massive change. And you can't blame people. I mean... COVID really opened up that ability to only commute back to Sydney a couple of days. And, you know, we were all in real estate before obviously well and truly before COVID mm. and it was still a thing. People mm. migrated out of Sydney. It Absolutely. just wasn't the numbers because it, that five-day commute was a big thing. Yeah, It was a big commitment and it, it took a toll on family time. So yeah. now people are, you know, loving the fact that they can get out of Sydney to, to have a lifestyle up here. Yeah. And, and we thought we would potentially see that little bit of a slowdown after COVID. Mm. Oh, sorry, you know, like by now, if that makes sense. So we thought, oh, it'll probably all settle down and, you know, everyone will just go back to the normal way of life. But normal way of life is now working from home a couple of days of work, a couple of days a week. So it's kind of like the great migration, you know, we've we've all spoken about is happening. You know, it's starting to happen where everyone is just moving, moving north. Coasties are going, you know, coasties are going for north. Exactly. Like it's the whole coast line. Yeah. You know, really, we, we talk to agents that are in... You know, Queensland, and they're saying the same thing. They're feeling the shift to migrate up that way as well. So I think it's the whole eastern seaboard, really. It is. Places um, like the Gold Coast are nuts. It's gone nuts. Yeah. Gone I mean, it was always uh, Central Coast people, even when I was a selling agent, a lot of people moving from here to the Gold Coast. But now it's it's even more so. That yeah. lifestyle, that weather, yeah, why wouldn't you? Exactly. So that's probably a good time to, to discuss what's happening in the market at the moment. Yeah. year. We've all had a break. Yep. You had a very long break. I did have a very long break, yeah. Took my first uh, long break off, uh, six weeks for the first time in nine years. I think the longest was probably two weeks before that. Um, but I think because it has been such a such a crazy couple of years, yep. I think all agents kind of, there was burnout across the board. Oh, absolutely. We, saw, we felt it as well. We definitely Everyone's just felt that. Yeah, and we yeah. felt that uh, normally new listings are coming back on a little bit earlier and across the board we felt that everyone was hanging off to Australia Day and later, whereas the last few years we've seen it trickling back that first or second week of January yeah, it was thinking, ah. Oh, it was a bit later this year. Everyone yeah. just needed a rest and yeah. a reset. So yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, last year, um, October, November, December, it was it slowed down. It definitely did slow down. We yeah. kind of thought, oh, this could be interesting. Stock was tight, wasn't Stock it? Stock was super tight. Like there wasn't a lot of people selling which has always been a problem, you know, the past couple of years anyway, but yep. more so. And then I honestly think everyone was just over it. Like I saw caravans on <laughs> on the road in November. Yeah. You know, people were out. People were like, get the kids out. Let's just do it. So that's what we found at the end of last year. This year, I mean, I'm not just going to be one of those agents that sits on a podcast and says everything's blue skies, high fives. Let's no, do we love it you real. Know, we love it. It's like called it real, real estate. Pumping, pumping. <laughs> it's, it's booming. Oh, like, thousands of listings are all coming. Just going to grab no, every us, buzzword ever. No, so, we don't want that. We, um, we want people to hear what it. This is exactly the purpose. Yeah. We don't want hype. We want no, reality. It's, it's an interesting market. Like yeah. interesting is the word that I'm kind of using to describe it, and it's probably back to more of a normal market mm. where. 
we're getting we're getting huge numbers through the door. So I think you guys are seeing it, no doubt. Yeah. Being, I know it looks like auction day on some open homes. It's literally. like, oh my gosh, have I missed the <laughs> missed the memo? Literally. So we came back and we were getting twenty twenty five groups through the open homes, right? Mm. Which is amazing because before that it was kind of like five to ten. Um, however, in that in that twenty five groups, you might only have one to four to five genuine buyers yeah. that are genuinely ready to buy. So have their pre-approval, have sold, or genuinely cashed, ready to go. Yep. Apart from that, it's people thinking about moving up to the coast, just trying to figure out their, you know, where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Which and that's all part of it. Like yes. we we encourage that. Yep. But it's just really interesting to see that shift. Yep. So, you know, you got to imagine that's a big portion coming through open homes. Mm-hmm that are literally just doing their re- – like they're doing their, their yeah. research. There's a lot of – we're at research level yep. where, you know, whereabouts in Sydney and we, us as agents, we're actually having to educate buyers a lot more now mm-hmm. than we probably ever have because yep. they could be looking at Springfield, Erina, Greenpoint, and then they'll throw in a smoky like <laughs> Hamlin Terrace or, um, or you know, the, the peninsula, you know, the peninsula, yeah. you might yeah. because it's that kind of – it's almost like it's segmented now between your train line suburbs yep. and beach suburbs. You'll have two different buyers. Some buyers coming from Sydney and they're like, eh, we don't really care. We don't need to be anywhere near the train station. We just want beach and that lifestyle. And then you've got the other pool that's basically train line suburbs that are close to a train station, 10, 15 minutes. Springfield obviously being a, yep. a great example. You know, you're that 10, 15 minutes to, to both directions to obviously – um, Terrigal, Wombie, and also um, the train station. Hence why it's so popular. It's very central. That's why it's booming. Mm. You know, so it's a really, really interesting market in that sense. Mm-hmm. I, we're still selling property for good money. Um, they seem to be selling, I think we looked at the stats, and you're looking at about 55% seem to be still above the price guide. Yeah which I know buyers are probably listening to that going, oh, it's so frustrating, but <laughs> obviously it is the, the buyers that take it there. Exactly, and we've talked about that a lot because we hear that as one of their concerns. Yep. Um, and I did an interview yesterday with the media and their story was about underquoting and um, my answer to that was it's so much more complex than that and we have to remember it's actually the market or yep. the buyers that are actually driving it. Yeah. There's so many reasons, shortage of stock, FOMO, you know, tired of missing out, etc. There's so many reasons driving it. It's not just a matter of the price guides are incorrect. And also, too, we're off the back of unprecedented times. So the comparables that people are looking at are off the back of the huge once-in-a-lifetime growth period we saw – and there's some areas where there's not a lot of comps, so it's really hard to price. So sometimes you do need the market feedback mm. and the market talks and yeah. you hear and you obviously see it. You give the price guide and then you've got that one buyer who comes in on a Tuesday who's over it. And we know because that's when we get the majority of our inquiries, Monday and Tuesday after there Saturday. Monday and is a really busy day. They yeah. do. And they swoop in. They go, you know, I'm over it. I'm going to pay you a hundred grand more because I just want it off the market. Yeah, okay. And as a selling agent and a vendor, it's like, woohoo, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But then there's buyer's remorse, of course, after yeah. that. Because yeah, <laughs> they go, oh, my God, about. I've just set the suburb record. Yeah. <laughs> we're finding it's still, we've got that little bit of like a bidding war going on. Yeah. Again, I know it's a dirty word, but, you know, we've got mm-hmm. multiple interested parties. So we're yeah. still at that level. Mm. So it's, that's why I kind of say it's interesting. Like, it's a good it's market. It's competitive. It's competitive. We went through a property on Saturday that had, again, like you say, over, I think, high 20s, 30 groups through... And there was a lot of activity on that property Saturday evening. But that's we're back to those times where it's quite a job for you to sift through Mm. those people, isn't it? So a lot of agents say to us, oh, God, I've got to make all these calls and work Mm. out who's who and who's a buyer and who's not. Do the buyers buyers that are working with uh, buyers agents, does that help you in a little bit of a way because you know they're qualified? That's a big reason, I think, for, you know, an agent. Like going, going back to that, you know, when I started nine years ago, I was kind of taught there's no reason for a buyer's agent. You know, buyer's agents, they're not a thing. On the Central Coast, there was probably two. Yep. I don't think those two are working anymore, um, like they were towards the end of their career. Um, 
but I had very little dealings. Like, I mean, very little dealings. And I was never rude to them, but I was just kind of like, oh, well, you don't need a, you know, what do you need a buyer's agent for? Mm. You don't need a buyer's agent. But as things have progressed, basically, that you can see the need for buyer's agents for certain for certain clients. Yep. And I think as a as an agent, I see it as obviously it's a qualified buyer, exactly like you said. So I know that there's potentially some old school real estate agents out there that may still have a bit of resistance if I'm I think they lose control. (laughs) Right. We do come across that, James, to be honest. We've never, ever felt that from you. You're great to work with. But there are those agents out there that there is that feeling of they can't control the narrative, so they're not going to have a good outcome. Yeah. And you know what? I get it. Like, I do get it. This isn't just like one of those things where it's like, oh, why would you? I can understand because it's not what you're used to. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, we have our vendor that we want to get a sale done Mm -hmm. and you guys have your client that you want to buy a house for. Mm -hmm. So we've both got what we want. We just need to gel that together. So I think what I love about you guys, and there are a couple others on the coast as well, but obviously you guys don't want to just completely segregate the agent out of the deal. That's not what you guys are in for. You guys are there for support for your buyers and obviously to do the legwork at the start that's what I see the most obviously how much legwork you guys do Um, but you're also there to to support them through the negotiations obviously but once once we kind of get past that negotiation what I love is that you guys are like all right James you know this is the buyer such and such you know introduction and you don't mind us agents having involvement Uh uh, which is I suppose where some agents might be a bit scared. It's important. And and to break it down for those people out there that don't understand why it's important is those relationships that you build along the way, that is a future seller for you. And we're having been selling agents ourselves, we're very aware of that, which is potentially why we we encourage that relationship. We're there to support our client. You're there to support your client. If we if there's a uh, we can bridge the waters and do a deal, fantastic. Mm. But it's important you get that relationship as well. Yeah, they're our client, but they're also yours. Yeah. So we get that, and we look at it a little bit differently. We still feel that um, we're part of a team. So when we're working in negotiations and trying to purchase a property, yes, there's a conveyancer, there's a pest and building inspector. Like there's this team of people, and we very much believe, and maybe it is because we've been selling agents in the past and we get it. Um, we're all part of the same team because we're all trying to actually get to the same end result. It's the same end goal. Yeah. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's super important. We, we've spoken about it again um, at an earlier podcast about the power of the professional to professional relationship and it's the way that it's going and it just expedites, it helps people move forward. Um, it's a more transparent experience because we can share among the two of us um, confidential information that you can't share to the general public and it's not it's not a matter of hiding information but it's confidential it's sensitive but us working on the same team understand that and it actually helps us all move our respective clients forward but what I love is there's an understanding and we can speak about our transactions that we've done there's an understanding between us all that we all want the very best for our own client yeah yeah without there being any argy-bargy in it we both we all want the outcome to be the best for our client. and But we, we get to that point in a very civilised manner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We both know how, and I do actually think probably coming from that sales background from you guys, you've, you've been there and you understand it. So I think having that knowledge there is actually a big, that's a big thing there. Like to set I don't the, think there's any other buyer's agents on the coast that have been selling agents. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure, but no, I, I, think, I so. think, you know, sitting here kind of thinking about that. We feel like it's a big yeah. advantage. Yeah, because, you know, it's you guys understand, obviously, that us agents, we are there to represent, you know, our vendor. Um, obviously, we are still dealing with buyers, you know, like mm-hmm. we're talking about obviously purely just buyer's agent based here. Mm-hmm. We are still always there to look after buyers and buy a match and we do that. You know, we've got the database and we've got that whole system. But again, I think that this is more for those clients that need that extra assistance. Absolutely. And we were talking about that earlier, that we, you know, as a selling agent, you are going to exhaust your own agency and, you know, personal book of listings. 
but there's some people that you can't satisfy with that and so they need extra help but you with you know your other listings and your vendor obligations don't have the time to go and research other areas and other properties and yep. take them on that journey yep. um, and so at that point you know, you have to, I guess, relinquish that responsibility. And some yeah. buyers get frustrated at that. And they're like, they do. oh, they didn't help yep. me and they're not helping. Well, that's not your role. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they do. You are 100% right. Like we do do everything to try and cater for the buyers. And I, I mm. know that there is sometimes that frustration, mm. but you're exactly right. Like we, if it's an outer area or we don't have the listing or Property Central doesn't have the listing, it is quite difficult. We can't spend that time, I suppose, looking or said buyer, whereas obviously that is what you guys, that's what you guys do. That's what you guys mm. provide. I've got a question for you to clarify something which comes up a fair bit. So in a selling agency, mm. there's often what's called a buyer's agent. Can you clarify the difference between a buyer's agent who works as part of your team? And I don't know that you call your people that, but a lot of agencies do. And the difference between what we do. Yeah. Good question. And I think I wouldn't I wouldn't call them a buyer's agent if there are agents out there calling them buyer's agents. Yeah, sure. But um, I've got Haley and Eden, for example, and a big part of both of their jobs are obviously looking after buyers and buyer matching. Yeah. But obviously, that's just something a part of their role. Eden is a fully licensed real estate agent. Haley is a fully licensed real estate agent. That's just a part of what they do. Um. A buyer's agent. So they're representing the seller, really? They they are. They're yes. still representing the seller, the seller yes. ultimately. And I see the biggest difference between what you guys can provide and if you had an in-house buyer's agent. Obviously, again, it's going to come back to stock. So they're going to only show you stock of that agent's agency. Yours, yeah. That's kind of a no-brainer. Um, so... Yeah, that's a tricky one. There's a lot of grey area. It's confusing. Of... We get asked that yeah. question yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we just well, no, we, simplify we've got a buyer's agent with such and such. Yeah, we just right. simplify it because it's the easiest way to understand it is who are they being ultimately remunerated by, yeah. the seller or the buyer? Yeah. And if they're willing, working for a selling agent, yeah. they're going to be remunerated by the seller. So Personally, I would look at, you know, if I was in an agency and they were calling it a buyer's agent, I would probably look at rewording to like a yeah. concierge or, yeah. you know, buy a concierge or I don't Absolutely. know. I feel like it's changing a little bit with the growth of the buyers, independent buyers agency mm. industry, particularly up on the Central Coast. Perhaps we're seeing that term change a little bit. Mm. It's, it's been buyers agent. Now maybe they are finding new words for it because mm. buyers agents are a bit more active, independent ones like us. So they're changing that. So hopefully over time we'll see that change because it's quite a confusing thing for yeah, buyers to understand in the market. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. But is, yeah, there, there is a, I can sit here as an agent, I can say there's a really big difference between yeah. an in-house buyer's agent <laughs> and an actual buyer's agent who is working across the whole, you know, property centrals or mm. whatever, whatever they are. Yeah. Our listeners love stories, personal stories. So uh, we've worked with a few uh, clients that um, you've even referred to us actually and mm. one particular comes to mind that was quite an interesting story of a couple that can you run us through that? You might know who I'm talking about. Um, they moved from the Blue Mountains yep. and, yeah, they were struggling. And, and talk us through what happened with them and the outcome for them. They were massively struggling. Um, and you'll probably have to help me jog my memory That's here because okay. I can't yeah. remember what I did yesterday. But <laughs> it, they were looking for a long time, like I'm talking like 18 months. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, a long time. And I met them weekend after weekend, the loveliest people. Like they would, we would, we did try. We did try and help them as much as we possibly could because they they needed help. They did need help. They were going through so many homes and potentially confusing themselves a little yeah. bit in in all yep. honesty. Um, which bit of analysis be, paralysis, yeah, as they right. call it. Yeah. Yeah. They were in full They probably analysis went a little paralysis. too overs, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's all part of the journey. It is. Um, I got to a point where I was actually the one that brought it up to them. And I was like, have you guys ever thought about a buyer's agent? I was like, we obviously would still love to help you we, and we will still continue to help you. But for those 
properties that we can't help you with because they were saying that they were struggling getting some service from some other yeah. agents agencies mm-hmm. and we just kind of said look we can't we can't do a lot there we can't help you there do your best go and have a look at this go and yeah. have a look at that yeah but that's when I saw a bit of a scenario where I'm like guys have you ever thought about a third party buyer's agent had they heard of a buyer's agent they had no idea right. yep. they had no idea not a clue and I, I did I kind of coached them through it mm. and I was like this is what they do um, if you'd asked me eight, nine years ago, I would have <laughs> never had this conversation. Yep. But obviously because of the times and I could see their genuine struggle. Like, honestly, I really could. Um, pass them on to you guys. Um, you know, gave a couple of options and just said, here you go. Um, said that we have had quite a few transactions and that you guys obviously are very proactive. Um, you guys obviously got them on board and kind of took that, journey right and I suppose that's where I kind of turn over to you guys and where, all sorts, where you were... guys got them from mm, um, they maybe were that's really something struggling. you can help us through because that's something we don't see as an agent mm. you know on on the other side and I think it's important because you um trusted us enough mm. at, and believed that we could help them and move them forward and you'd exhausted those avenues so rather than just lose them and let them go out there in the abyss yeah. You, it was like an add-on service, and that's what they remember. They were eternally grateful to you. For they, that. they were like, me, "Oh my they gosh!" They sent me a um, message after, Even which I was we really didn't thankful. Actually, buy from you in the end. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were eternally grateful to you. Yeah. They well, were. that's a good example. I mean, they didn't yeah. end up buying from us. No. You know what yep. I mean? And because we didn't have the property for them, mm-hmm. but you guys took them through that journey and mm-hmm. ended up securing them something mm-hmm. within how long? Like they went from eighteen months to. It still took us about four months, I think. It was still a bit of a Three journey. or four months. Yeah. It still was yeah. because we found once they started working with us and they put us through our paces dramatically because they oh, didn't dear. know much about buyer's agents, they still were on a bit of a journey because they still didn't understand fully. Even though they'd been out there in the marketplace for that long, they did not understand what their money could buy them. So we still had some work to do. And they also were people. still a bit confused about where they wanted to be. Yeah. So we had to really narrow it down because they were a perfect example. They were there, they were there, they were yep. there. They were just driven by the house that they liked, yep. not really anything else. Yep. And so we then had to like rein it in and, you know, really identify the suburbs that they wanted to be in and yep. felt comfortable and they had access to all the things that they wanted to be close to. They needed and someone then, to hold their hand. Yep. They had a few... Um, health issues going yeah. on behind the scenes that we didn't initially know about, which was creating pressure for them. Yep. Um, I remember we had that conversation. And, the, and like these are the hard conversations we have to have without offending people, right? You know agents. what's – no, 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 um, the, the clients. So they were looking at two-storey homes. Yeah. Now, at their age, yeah, we knew right. yeah, yeah, that yeah. that would last for five seconds yep. and there would either be an accident yep. or they would be have the house on the market because it just wasn't functional for yep. them. Yeah. And I remember we had that conversation. I wasn't very popular that day. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's uncomfortable, but we, yep. they weren't going to be happy. But in the end, they yeah. were just like, you know what? We didn't like hearing it at the time, but we yep. are so glad we had that conversation because yep. you actually jolted us into thinking, oh, my God, we actually need to think about this more. Like when we're making silly decisions, yeah. you know? You know what? I think if we had that conversation as the agent, yeah. they would think <laughs> that we had something, there would be an Alternative, there would be. You know what I mean? That's well. Mm. That would be the thought anyway. Whereas I think, as the buyer's agent, ultimately you're trying to get them into a house with whoever agent. Doesn't yeah. matter which agent. Yeah. It's just you guys are trying to get them the right home. Whilst we're on that, and and it is good and to share these things that happen. And this is something that happened to these people, and we didn't realise this until we got to the negotiating stage. They had looked at so many houses with so many agents. Everybody knew their story. Mm. When we actually found a property and were starting negotiations, that agent did not want to transact because he didn't think that they would go serious. ahead. Right. So they had actually caused themselves problems in the marketplace yeah. by looking for so long and not moving forward. People yeah. knew them. I, I, I had a battle on my hands to oh, really right. convince the agent that they were, in fact, serious. Genuine. To be able and to put that property in a cool Absolutely. Because yeah. he wasn't... He didn't want to do it. And yeah. he's like, every ounce of my being, I just... And I said, well, I would understand that <laughs> if you were dealing directly, but yeah. they're very qualified. We've already been on the journey yeah. with them. Again, um, you guys have them and you're not yeah. going to take on... A big part of your role, obviously, is 
making sure that they are ready to buy. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they would have transacted, to be honest. I, would I don't to, think I they would have bought a house. I actually have to wholeheartedly agree. That, yeah. that, is a, that is a great example and I know yeah. the house she bought and yeah. it is a perfect property It is, isn't it? And yeah. I say that as an agent that, you know, yeah. had nothing to do with it. No, I'm But it that. is the perfect, it was the perfect mm. property for them that they're going to be in it for a long time. Absolutely. So, you know, that is a great example of... Um, I don't know how I say higher maintenance without being yes. rude, but obviously yeah. people that do need that extra, the extra mentoring, yeah, going support. Through, yeah, yeah going that came with six pages of requirements. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it did. Yeah, I believe there was that. a notepad, and yeah. they like ran through every and then flicked the page, and yeah. so we had some work to do. Yeah, because no one in this world is going to tick six pages of boxes. Yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah, not possible. So we had our work cut out for us. So yeah. thanks, James. But it was a great outcome. <laughs> and and they loved you for it. Yeah. They, they were did. just as appreciative that yeah. you introduced us. So yeah, it's a really good outcome. Doing the right thing, right? Yeah. Um, but that is a good example, you know, of what, what you guys are talking about of who mm. would have a who would have a buyer's agent. And I'm assuming you guys like what's what is your percentage of more Sydney to I mean, I know we're sitting here banging on about mm. Sydney so much, but it's mm. just because what we're dealing with at this current time of mm-hmm. when this podcast is going on. Yep. Okay. We've actually just recorded another podcast about this exact topic because right. it is such a big topic at the moment. Yep. 70%. Yep. It's been 70% consistently for quite some time because yep. we're measuring, we love statistics. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and so we're always monitoring that as well. Right. And um, actually it brings me, sorry, just popped into my head another, yeah. you know, big thing that people always ask about and it kind of uncovers – I guess, two misconceptions that we can delve into. Mm-hmm. Oh, so another question that we had for oh, you about misconceptions. <laughs> no, so the first one is um, off markets. It's such a buzzword. Yeah, it's and a massive that, buzzword. You know, so it'd be, yeah, great to delve into that. And then secondly, um, that there's some kind of conspiracy, like selling a buyer's agency, and buyer's agents have this like thing we're going on. Cahoots. We're all in Let's cahoots together. So they're the two things I think are hot topics to talk about. Well, we didn't actually think of that, but we were chatting to a, a past client of ours and she said one of the questions she gets asked yep. about a buyer's agent is, oh, they're just all in cahoots with the selling agents. Right. That's an interesting one because we didn't even really even consider that because we did a we did a study not so long ago on we took fifty properties that we'd bought yep. and we worked out how many agencies Those. we'd work with yep. not individual agents agencies, agencies. so um, thirty eight huh. out wow. of fifty purchases that's a lot on the coast that's mm-hmm. what we said wow that's a lot okay. That goes to show that we are independent. We are yeah. we cover quite a big, a lot of ground. That's yeah. a lot of different offices. So when they say cahoots, I'm trying to unpack that myself. Yeah, so I've got to admit it's the first time I've heard of it. Mm. Um, as in, what we're doing deals for ourselves? Oh, but oh, yeah. By the, so it's forgetting the clock. We're just trying to get a deal done between the two yeah. of us. So we're not we're like, really interested in our clients' yeah. needs. The two of us. We're really about just getting the deal done. Yeah, and probably because they see that on TV, which is hype, and it's not actually what really mm. happens. I'm guessing that's kind of where the perception comes from. Yeah. Um, you know that maybe we cross lines, we do things with with our transacting with you that you wouldn't do with another buyer, or maybe you don't give the other buyers opportunity when we're involved. Things like that. Okay. That's not the case. No, uh-uh. literally the only difference in that sense is obviously it just kind of. You guys are in the same situation as you guys are another buyer. Like how I look at it as an agent is you guys are another buyer. You're representing someone. Mm -hmm. So you get the same communication. You know, communication's key for real estate. You know, it's hands down. If you can't communicate, get out of real estate. But (laughs) if you're getting the same communication as another buyer, you know, but obviously you guys are there to represent your clients and you're getting paid by your clients. We're getting paid by the vendors. So we've both got a job to do. Mm-hmm. And if your buyer, if you have the right buyer for that house, we'll make that happen. Yep. If you don't have the right buyer for that house, like how many times have you guys rung me up, but you don't have, you know, it's just, it just doesn't work. You know yep. what I mean? You don't have the right buyer. So We don't. And not every property we look at suits 
a client. Yeah. We're across the entire market. We don't waste your time. We just say, look, no. we're not there or yeah. a client's not there or whatever and we move yeah. on and there's no offence taken. And then other times it's like, okay, we've got a bit of work to do on both sides because, yeah. you know, it is the right home but, you know, they have various things that they've got to work through. And I mean, if people are thinking there's backdoor deals, like in this day and age, you, you try and do a back deal, a backdoor deal in this day and age, there's no way in the world. Like back in the day, pre my time, and I'm, I'm sure know, there were you guys. Like <laughs> people talk about the whole brown, totally. brown paper bag, yeah, and auctions. No one registered. Yes, yeah. 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 I heard about it. I heard about the little, you know. But yeah. it's just no one. You'd have to be the stupidest agent in the world. life. Yeah, like it's literally career ending, yep. and you know the fines are next level. Would it be fair to say though that we know the questions to ask? And then we know how to interpret the answers you give us. Absolutely. I mean, us us real estate agents like to give <laughs> interesting answers sometimes, I would say. So, yeah, probably that that would be a big a big bonus obviously. Um so we do for it shared a bit more information as well. Yeah, but sometimes your answers too um because we've been selling agents and we also know the pressure selling agents are under, under with their vendors and some of the conversations that happen and things like that because we get that. I guess that helps our yeah. interpretation. So when you give us an answer, um, and not just you specifically, mm-hmm. but a selling agent gives us an answer, we straight away go back to those days and go, okay, so that answer could mean one of two mm-hmm. things or one of three things. So this yep. is going on. And sometimes it's like that, yep, okay, we know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> there, there Reading is. between the lines, yep. okay. And you don't always know what your vendor will accept. No, no honestly. We yeah. understand that, whereas yep. a buyer would go, what do you mean you don't know? Yep. Of course you know. Well, yep. We understand that, no, you don't always know. Yeah, you've got to imagine that most people, uh, we, they don't trust real estate agents. Right? <laughs> Why is that? Thought? Who would have thought? So an owner may tell you one thing and then there may be something completely else going on. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. And what is the saying about buyers? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> was there when we were selling agents, buyers are liars. And that was a saying because yeah. oftentimes buyers would say, I'm pre-approved or I've got this much. And very quickly you'd find out that that's not the case. Yeah. I, I think, and you know, actually it's a good point talking about this current market. We were only saying that there's a little bit, and I've heard this through the grapevine of all agencies, mm. Unfortunately, we are dealing with a little bit of buyers are saying that they're approved. We're getting them through properties and they're loving the properties and we kind of get to that question of like, cool, are you, you know, what are you thinking? Do you think mm-hmm. this would be something that would obviously you'd, you'd go forward for? Mm-hmm. And then, oh, actually, we're actually just waiting on that, 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 yeah. waiting on all these pre We hear it with some of our inquiry. Yeah. They'll talk us through and, you know, why they've been unsuccessful to date and so forth. And then yeah. we ask, well, obviously, you can do our own due diligence and it comes out, oh, we don't have finance approved. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we need to step one, step backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that is and the first thing probably, you need to do. You know, like on that conversation, like it, e- it even is that, you know, I guess you guys take them through that journey as well mm-hmm. as much as we try to with buyers. Step one. Get your pre-approval. Like, we do. Get your pre-approval. We actually don't work with anyone who's not pre-approved. Yeah. So well, there you go. Another... Well, unless they're willing to sign a contract and buy a property, because you know how fast we move when the property's right. Yeah. yeah. We move very quickly. Yeah. So if it ticks the boxes, the price is right, the situation's there, the vendor's set to sell. Yeah. We move very quick. Yeah. Yeah. If we can't do that, there's no point us taking on a client who's not ready. Which makes sense, right? And. And this isn't a, you know, don't come and look at homes if you're not pre-approved. No. Come and look at come, come look no, at They're in research homes. phase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, research. Yeah, you've got to research. You've got yeah. to look through properties. Absolutely. Um, you yeah. can't make a decision if you've got nothing to compare it to. So it, that is really important. Yeah. Um, I heard a selling agent uh, told me the other day he has to try and decipher, because again, back to that market situation mm. that we're in, we're getting huge numbers or you're getting huge numbers through open homes, but they're not all ready to buy. Yep. He's developed a, a question, a quick question to ask is, you know, open home visitors, are you in the browsing stage or are you ready to buy? Yeah. It might even have been you. I, I think remember. Was, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was a lot. I'm just sharing that with all yeah. the other selling agents out there. Oh, there's no point. Great I remain question. here. You know, everyone's got the dialogue. I love you, Dossie. 
Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I love it. Even the browsing Sometimes stage. Sometimes I know what I'm talking hmm. about. Sometimes. It's a great question, though, because it, it's not offensive. I don't, you don't want to offend people. No. no. You do need to know if they're... They're entitled to browse. ...in the browsing stage or if they're in that buying stage. Are you so, at the point when... It's almost that word... Are you at the point where you're ready to pull the trigger mm-hmm. if you see... See, I do right, listen to what you say. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, it, it, I've had to do it lately because it's kind of just figuring out... Who you know for private inspections like mm. shoe on the other foot? Yes, yeah, I get a, a one. I get a lot of people trying to come through for private inspections, mm. which I'm all for. It's all part of my job. But if if I do have to ask that question, because I get owners say to me, yeah. James, and they'll say it to you when they're signing the documents. Mm-hmm. It's like James, I don't want to get the house ready if they're not ready to go. Which, yeah. to be fair, that's fair it's enough. a big job to prepare a house yeah. for an inspection. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And that's like, you know, even with us, because we're mindful of that, yeah. if we know that we haven't quite got someone ready or whatever, we'll say, look, we don't have anyone right now, but we do really want to look at that house because it could change tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll tag along. If you're doing yeah. an inspection, yeah. we'll tag along. That's right. Um, because, yeah. too, we've got to try and prioritise because and get through as much as we can during the week as well as Saturday. Yeah. And we can't physically get to every property on a Saturday. Yeah. So, but rather than inconvenience agents and vendors, we're yeah. more than happy for you to go, hey, I'm taking someone through or we're which doing... Which we do, do. Yeah, you know, like, time, And we'll say great. that to buyer's agents. We're like, hey, we're going through mm-hmm. this one. If that client, you know, you'll send through that yep. list. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, if that meets, you know, if that yeah. meets the criteria, we're going to be there on Wednesday or... Yeah, which is really helpful for us because we can try and get through, as Linda said, as many before Saturday because Saturdays are crazy for us like they are for mm. you trying to open up homes well, for yeah, you Saturdays and get through, yeah, get through. Yeah, so you, I mean, I think that... Um, it's like almost you guys do that initial search. It's yep. the initial search, and if it meets the criteria, it's like, all right, well, now it's time to get that said buyer through. Yep, yep. So it's yep. almost like a bit of a two-step. You know, yeah, you're filtering is. through the yep. you're filtering through the crap, or you know, stuff that won't suit. Them. Absolutely, and you know, some of it we don't need to look at. We already know, um, and then other times, or sometimes, we think we you know, can be judgy, but then we go, actually, no, we need to walk through that again Mm. because it may not have suited the client that we were looking for at the time, but now we have a different lens on. We're looking for a different client with different requirements, so we need to go back and revisit it. Yeah, I can't tell you how many buyers I've sold homes to that said, nah, you know what, we weren't going to come and look at it, and either myself has, like, Mm -hmm. made them come and look at the house, and I'm sure you guys are probably the same. And they end up buying it. And they, they said they it. wanted this and they went and yeah. bought that. What about one of our very first clients, um, husband and wife, and it was a little bit off brief and um, she was really keen and eager and we were on a two-week deadline with them, I might add. They were so about to hit the settlement date. They were, like it was panic set and they left it to the last minute to engage us yeah. and so we had two weeks and as we all know, Buying a property, it's no time. Christmas, two months. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, it was also dream. two weeks before. Yeah. Dream client. Yeah. So, you know, us new to our business, Eager Beaver, we can help everyone, you know, took it on. Which you still like, having yeah. help. <laughs> yeah, I know. Here we are. <laughs> and um, anyway, he, he flat out, he was like, no, no. Dougie's here, I'm not going to look at that. House. I joke past it, I like it. Yeah, not looking at it. Anyway, I don't know what she did in the background, but she convinced him to go. And he was like a kid in a candy store. As soon as he walked in the door, she said, oh, my God, he's unpacking the furniture. How weird is it, hey? How weird is it? She's like, he's outside, he's planning the backyard and the landscaping. And she goes, yeah. He was hell-bent. That was not their house. He was. And, like, quite, not aggressively, but very forthright. Mm. Very forthright. No, I'm not looking at it. Mm. And you girls are off the mark. (laughs) And we're like, okay, well. Your wife doesn't think so. <laughs> through, have a look. And you know what? They were amazing clients and they're great friends. Mm. And we've bought another property for them since. And But, you know, I think it, a lot of it for them as well, they'd not used a buyer's agent before. Oh. Back then, buyer's agents were relatively new to the Central Coast. And so the trust thing. It was. And I, I think... think trust thing. I mean, the whole industry mm-hmm. has a whole trust issue, yeah, right? Yeah, it does. Yep. And, yeah. you know, it, it's tough. It's, yep. it's tough as an agent because obviously there are some people out there that are um, mm-hmm. not making it easy. Absolutely. You know, and going, yep. making life hard for buyers, making life hard mm. for vendors, you know. But it's like so anything. unnecessary, yeah. don't you think? Oh, like all of those games and manipulation and whatever it is, yeah. it's so unnecessary because yeah. at the end of the day, if you really break it down, real estate is pretty simple 
in the fact that you have a seller and you have a buyer and they both want ultimately the same thing but from a different perspective and we are their team to bring it together and make it happen for them. So why make it complicated? Why make it hard? You know, I mean, one of our frustrations, we ring an agent and they know we're also an agent and we ask for a price guide. Oh, we don't have one. Yeah, that's one of the best in the world at the moment. So there is there is no price guide. Okay. Right. Well, there must be one because it has to be by law on your agency agreement, number one. And number two, we can have a stab in the dark and we're generally within a range and we've got it spot on because we know. But am I going to tell my client it's at the lower end of the range or the higher end of the range? I'm sorry. I find that incredibly frustrating and annoying. We've all been selling agents here at this table and it actually makes me quite angry when the selling agent says there is no price guide. Yep. What a good way we to had a heated conversation with one the yeah. other day because it was like, yes, there is. Yeah. Come on, but how's that helping your vendor? I'll use that. I mean, that's an example. <laughs> I said, it's not. It's how not. is it helping your vendor? There is a said competitor that of mine that uses that, and I'm literally just like. And then they pass the buck to the vendor and say, my vendor has instructed me not to put a price guide on yep. this, and I'm like, rubbish. Because they know that's their get out of jail free card. <laughs> totally. Car so I actually find it really. If I was a buyer, I would just walk away from that. Do you know how many? I'll I wouldn't buy the give property. You a good example. I actually had a, um, I had a past client who had bought from me, and he's looking for an investment property. He calls me up. He's same story, and he's like, "This agent, such and such, no, 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 wouldn't give me a price. How hard is it to give me a price, mate? I just want to know." It's if terrible. I, and he was going off, like he was going off, not to me, but just expressing yeah. how he yeah. feels. And he goes, "I'm not going to look." He goes, yep. James, I am not going mm-hmm. to look. Do you know what? It's an investment. It's got a granny flat. It's actually perfect. But stuff them. Yep. I'm Do like, they not understand that they're actually hurting the vendor, not helping? Mm-hmm. It, I don't know what the strategy is there, but it's no. a terrible they're strategy. They're also hurting themselves because those buyers who will eventually be sellers are never going to go back oh, to them, no. ever. They're going to go, you know what? You made it so hard for me to buy a property yep. and you were so unhelpful. Yep. That's not going to help me as a seller, so I'm not going to engage you. You've got to give some kind of indication. You know, like it's the old, all right, I've got 800. Is it a million dollars? Is it 700? Where is it? You know what I mean? And you guys probably have some dialogues to try and get around that, whereas some buyers may not. You know what I but mean? But also we want to know because if that agent is guiding it 10% above where it should be, we're not going to waste our time. So even though we know what that property is probably worth, we need a guide because we don't know what is going on. Yep. So, yeah, we find it very frustrating. And I know it's an eternal battle mm. for buyers. Mm. Like if there's any buyers listening, they'd probably all be sitting there going, oh, I hate that. You know, like that's just <laughs> that's just time after time. Actually, that's a really good question. That just popped into my head as well. I know. We forgot to backtrack to another question. I've oh, forgotten what it was. We're oh, coming back right. to yeah, those. But can I just ask you for you those um, – <laughs> Because we talk about this a lot and we talk about price guides and the, the way buyers struggle. Can you just run us through how do you set a price guide for a property um, and what goes on realestate.com? Yeah, so this is a interesting one. Um, we, for the first week, we will not put a price on the property, but there is a price. So if you make yeah. an inquiry... Without a doubt, hands down, I will tell you the price then and there. I won't dance around any bushes. And that's based on And it's based sales. on comparable properties. Yep. Yep. That's yep. how us real estate agents come up with, you know, what the price guide should be. Yep. Um, we look at comparable properties, take here, there and everywhere and go, look, you're going to be somewhere around here. There is no fine art to this. Yep. Like anyone that will sit there and go, you do know what that is worth. Experience <sighs> helps. The Experience. fact that you've walked through a lot of properties helps. Yeah. It makes a massive difference. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, we'll still go, this is the estimate. Yep. And as I just said to you, I think it's 55% at the moment, still going over the price guide. Yep. It's like, okay, but the market took it here. Yep. And there might be the cases where it's, it, it's the other way around. We might need to look at adjusting the price guide. But for the first week, we, do not, we don't put a, a, a price on. It's just like a publicised price. A publicised. Yep. It's yep. just yep. to kind of gauge if we're on the money. Yep. Not even. Five to ninety-nine percent of the time, we're on the money. Touch wood, because I've been doing it for long enough. I knew you'd be worried. <laughs> yeah, if you'd it be wasn't. worried if you were getting it wrong. Oh, you'd be pretty you? worried. You're probably right? best to exit probably out of the industry on the way out. Um, <laughs> hang the boots up. But any generally, then second week we will put the price guide up if we're not negotiating. The only reason you'll ever see mine be on for a bit longer is if we're negotiating so, in the back end. So I do know that buyers get extremely frustrated 
with not having price guides on. I think realestate.com did a bit of a stat. I think it was the highest rated what fr- frustrates yeah. buyers. We hear it all the time as well. Yeah. yeah. Is, seriously, it was 78%. 78% Make frustration. Up. Number yeah. one, it was the number one what annoys you. So we really are trying to be pretty proactive on that. Literally like one week, make sure we're on the money. If we are, get that guide on mm-hmm. so that we don't annoy people. And how do you set that search criteria in the back end? So when people are playing away on realestate.com and yep. going, I want to put my, what are those parameters and how do you set those? So generally uh, it'll be at the bottom end of the price guide. Yep. It's um, a very important point. It is. Yeah. There's a reason we're asking you. Oh, this. I could. T- I could tell the face. I can see the beta question. <laughs> no, loaded. no, no, we're not, not loaded. No, 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 it's, not by any means. It's to really help listeners understand how it started. Yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. Um, and it is. It's it's the bottom end of the guide, so that you'll come up in the search. It's great information. Just keep for in buyers. mind. Imagine if we set it at the top end. Totally. You would. It wouldn't turn up in your search. So, as much as you might say that's annoying, well, you also want it to turn up. We search. understand why it's done and, and I think it's really important as long as buyers understand that's how mm. it's done mm. because some buyers, that bottom end could be their top. That's and right. what they're doing is they're trying to buy property they can't afford yeah. because it's human nature though that they're not looking at the bottom of their budget. They say that, they go, oh, it's here. They're all looking at the top end of their budget. So there's a disconnect, which we've spoken about before as well. Yeah. And so this is part of their frustration. But if they understand... Yeah how and why mm. the back end is like priced the in that fashion, um, I think that helps for them to interpret, okay, well, this is my budget. I may not be able to afford this, but I need to do a bit more research or I need to call the agent or whatever it is before yep. I really engage and fall in love with this or invest time and money into yeah. you know, pursuing it. Yeah. Particularly in a market that we're in where there's competitive buying. There is, Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, well, I'm still saying it's house-specific, though. Like, it's, yeah, it's totally house-specific, it's yep. suburb-specific. So, like, here we are banging on going, you know, overs 30, you know, 30 So what are those through. specifics, just to be a bit more clear? What are people looking for at the moment? It's What are the ones that are selling well and competitive? Renovated homes at the moment. Well, actually, you know, it's both ends of the spectrum. So... Non-renovated homes, thanks to the block and mm-hmm. every renovation show that everyone watches, yep. people do love the idea of renovations, but they want that at a, a bargain. Yep. Obviously, they want that at a bargain because let's look at building costs at the moment. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Absolutely insane. Yep. Then there's the turnkey. I use the word turnkey and annoy some people, but what no, I mean good. by turnkey is done. Yep. You're, I go back to people are so busy at the moment. Mm-hmm. Majority of your clients do actually want done like i'm talking bathrooms kitchen floors renovated turnkey are they the ones going over they're the ones paying good pay because you got to think of it 25 grand for a bathroom 30 grand at least yeah in the rest kitchens like geez the last time i did a kitchen it was it was up there yeah you did a very nice job though thank you yeah (laughs) but um it adds up you know like and there's always problems that are unforeseen you start ripping things out and you go oh there is, there is. So I'm actually seeing a really, really good market for those that are done. That are, and you guys are probably the same, yeah, I we imagine. Are. It's yep. very um, consistent to what we're seeing. It is. Yeah. And, you know, we even have clients so much to say, oh, yeah, we're, we'll be happy to renovate. We'll be happy to do a kitchen or bathroom. We start taking them on that journey and they're like, oh, they changed actually, their mind. Oh. Yeah, we didn't want to do that much of a renovation. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, I'm glad we got there. Clarify that. <laughs> We are finding in the market at the moment that sellers are, are a little bit um, fragile, aren't we? We had a, a negotiation almost complete on a property f- a bit further up north near Newcastle. And again, this comes back to construction costs. The reason the sellers were selling is they were, you know, sort of 50% down the track of, of um, arranging a new build. Yep. Um, whilst we were negotiating on that property, they got their final build price and it was... Nearly 400000 more than what they had anticipated. So, therefore, we're not buying that property. They pulled it off the market. So, there's a bit of fragileness going on with some sellers that are potentially under a bit of financial stress. They're, they're wanting to build. They're wanting to do other things and, and things aren't going quite to plan. I don't know if you're seeing that. Yeah. it's Everyone's probably listening going, is the market going to, you know, is it going to turn or is it not? You know, like that's the great debate. Are we the seeing the pressure? Yeah. Are you seeing the financial pressure? There are some owners that are feeling financial pressure. 
And I mean, look at it, right? Cost of living. It's enormous. It's insane. It is. Yeah. Um, What's happened to mortgages? You know, they are feeling the pressure. Mm. I'm certainly not at a stage where I've walked into a property and the bank is knocking on the doors. No. no. And everyone talks about the 2008, you know, housing crisis. I was there. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't, but everyone talks about it. Terrigal. Yeah. It was disheartening. We were going into people's homes that bought them 10, 15 years ago and they were worth less. Yeah. And they would be in tears going, how could our house yeah. be worth less than what we paid a decade ago? Yeah. It was heartbreaking. It yeah. It heartbreaking. Been. Yeah. But so I'm absolutely nowhere near no. that, like without a doubt. When I say they're feeling a bit of financial pressure, there might be a pivot. I'm literally like, they're just pivoting and they're kind of looking at it and going, all right, can we sell this for X, which at the moment is still pretty decent money, yep. and can I downgrade the mortgage? Right, yeah. That's what I'm kind of saying. So, it's so they have like, time. They're not, the bank's yeah. not stepping in. No. We haven't seen one bank no. sale in no. since this. Because then the flip side of that, I've got currently, I've got four clients that I'm selling for that are upsizing. Yep. So there you go. riddle it's- me that. It's a bit like COVID. You know how there were the ones in the people in COVID that really suffered, and then there were people that really did very well. Yeah, I feel like it's a bit like that. There's the ones that are doing great, and then the ones that are. There's a bit of it. There's a big separation. There is. I feel like that separation's growing. That's a whole other can of worms. Oh, let's go down today. it. Let's go. Yeah, down let's the not conspiracy. go there today. Let's do we it. Have what do you let's go down the old, the, the, the age old question, and a lot of buyers agents sell their services based on this. We see it every day. Um, we're circling back. We're circling back off to off markets. Off that topic. Yeah. <laughs> off markets. I see what's happening. Like Harry. I see what's happening. <laughs> We're ganging up on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's a really good. Uh, we'd love your perspective on an off market because some people think they're this and they might be that. Or yeah, you guys would get asked that question a lot. Oh, we get clients that say, um, "Can you act as a buyer's agent for us and only for off markets?" <laughs> you can imagine our response. Yes, um, they can be a great way to buy. They can be, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. We sit at the table where we have actually done an off-market transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, that was circumstantial. Yep. You know, they, the owners specifically said to me, James, I don't want to go to market. Um, privacy, don't want to pay the marketing. Mm-hmm. If I can get this money, I'm happy to go. They're the reasons because everyone always asks me. Yeah, why, we get asked why why We get asked too. Yep. Seriously, they're the reasons. Privacy, mm-hmm. don't want to pay the marketing costs. Um you know, if they can get that money. Sometimes it's a tenant that they don't want to upset. Yeah, tenant. Um, Would there don't be have a to go personal through. circumstance personal, maybe? Don't have they're... to go through open homes. Like, to be honest, the list is pretty long, right? It is. Are people got still tense about COVID and open homes or not? No, really? not at that's all. Passed. No, that's long yeah. gone. Yeah, that's okay. long gone, um, thankfully. But so that off markets are a thing. But for me, it's more circumstantial. If, a, if an owner said to me, hey, James... What's, what am I better off doing? Which you can imagine how often I get this question. Am I better off going to market or am I better off not? I always say, if it were me, because that's the best way to do it, and you guys saw it, I took mm-hmm. my house to market. Yep. Because ultimately, you never know if said buyer that we haven't met yet mm-hmm. yesterday sold their house for $2 million and the first thing they're going to do is jump on the internet and go that's and search. Cool. Like we're going to have our database but you've got to imagine, people are transacting every single day. So new buyers are Timing entering the market so much to do with every it. single day. So there are circumstances where we will sell off market, but it's pretty small. It's, it's I was going to say, a, what's your percentage? Do you know? I actually don't think. I, I knew you were going to ask that. And yeah. I actually don't That's know fine. if I could yeah, give just, a, It's yeah. pretty small. Yeah. Probably 10% for me. Yeah. And I'm sure if you sat here, here with other real estate agents, they would say it's a higher. good information for people who are looking at buying there because some people think that they're the bee's knees and it's the only way to buy. It's actually not always the best way to buy. No. And they also get a bit confused because it's such a buzzword. People, you know, there's agents out there that are saying, oh, it's off market, but it's all over social media. Yeah. It's everywhere other than real estate and domain. Yeah. It's, that's not off market. <laughs> or it's emailed out to a database of thousands. Yeah. That's not off market. So we, back to us loving stats. So again, 40 to 45% of mm. what we buy is true off market. So huh. manufacturing. It does fluctuate. Sometimes it it's been down at 30 and sometimes huh? it's been up at 45. It can depend. Okay. Because it obviously the market, when there's low stock, there's yeah. not going to be as many off markets. Okay. Yeah, right. It's up there. It is. It's definitely up there. But they're 
manufactured. Yeah. So through our network, through our conversations, it could be a no. Like you could say to us one week, yeah, girls, I just I don't have anything for that client. And then the next minute we give you a brief and you're like, oh, and it jogs your memory. Oh, I've had a conversation with him or actually I'm going to look at a house. It sounds like it might tick these boxes. I mean, that's how it happens, right? That's like exactly there's right. definitely conversations. That's that why I've we had. talk a lot. Yeah, 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 I know. It's matching Unfortunately, people. Yeah. How that's often would you talk to us? Do you think most weeks? Too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that answer. <laughs> and we talk a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I would oh, say yeah. it's every week. Sometimes oh, yeah, yeah. multiple, depending on what yeah. we're looking for. But... Without a doubt. And there has definitely been times that I'll get off the phone to you, turn to Haley and and Eden, and go, "Hey, these guys have got a cracking buyer." that has this budget, surely we've got something. Mm. You know, surely we've got something. And we try and, manuf- we try and manufacture something. Yep. I loved, uh, I think it was last year, um, Principal Jamie. Um, mm. We sent through our briefs and he, he sent it out to the team mm. saying, hey team, here is it was 12 or 14 buyers on there at that yeah, time. Yeah, it was massive. Here are 12 or 14 strong buyers. Yep. Get out there and prospect. Go for it. Yeah. yeah, so I love that he was proactive in that way because a yeah. lot of it we're seeing not all agents embrace it that way. Yeah. I imagine, yeah. I imagine that not everyone would be on board. But from an agent perspective, and again, maybe everyone doesn't think like this, but you have what I would call qualified red-hot buyers ready to go mm-hmm. to buy a house. So I don't then have the fear of bringing you guys through and that knowing that that buyer is actually just browsing like if i was to go to the length of this is the perfect property go and knock on the door and be like hey steve mate i know we spoke so long ago but i reckon you know this is the house and it could be it it can be a great listing tool for someone that maybe you appraised a year ago and you thought they might still be interested let's talk yep absolutely it it absolutely is so love that there's another Another thing, you know. Yeah. To... We get selling agents call us for help with pricing because, okay. like you rightly said before, we are all over the market. We're yeah. across such a large footprint. Yeah. And there's houses out there that, um, you know, some selling agents might list that aren't necessarily in their patch or they don't know anything yeah, right. about, but we've actually walked through and we've physically seen it. And they're like, oh, I'm really stumped on this one. I don't know what... what you've been through it, what, what were your thoughts or what's going to hold it back or there could be um, a listing that's been difficult to move and th- th- there's not been a lot of feedback and mm. quite often we get asked, okay, from a buyer's perspective, we're not really getting much feedback or we're not getting any price information. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah. And we get asked that a lot and we feel like that's a great way for us to help and give back and yeah. collaborate yeah. with selling agents. I guess as an agent, that's just taking the agent hat off, trying to put the buyer hat on mm. and doing your best to try and see it from a, another perspective. Yeah. We get other interesting scenarios too where we'll have, there'll be a vendor who's working with an agent on the coast and they'll actually ring us. And this has happened numerous times and it tends to happen in the top end a lot, doesn't it, with those transactions that are sort of up over that $3 million um, dollar mark. Yeah. And they it's happened multiple times with multiple agents. Through our network, they've known of us or someone knows of us. They actually call us up and say, look, I need some advice. The real estate agent's got this offer. Should I take it? What should I do? I want an independent. Interesting. So that's really interesting because yeah. we're not there, certainly not there to to create any blockage. So we the, the last one I can think of was a, was an acreage property and I actually said to her, they wanted to move to Queensland and I said to her, the, the, the price that she had was probably within the range but there could have been a chance she might have got more. Yeah. But I said to her, look, you could sit on the market for another month or, or longer and potentially maybe get more for your house but that's a pretty good offer. Yeah. If you want to get moving and it ticks the boxes to get you where you need to go, I think you really need to seriously consider it. Yeah. Could you get more? Maybe. Not going to say you can't. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, maybe not. But if it, <laughs> if it moves you forward yeah. and, you know, um, then I would suggest strongly consider it. Well, it went under contract, you know, that, that format. So, but it was honest. Advice. But that, that's no, actually a lesson for the old school agents out there that think yeah. we get in the road because yeah. happens, we actually don't. It happens more often I than not. I think you've got to get rid of that old school mentality. And again, going back to the start, I understand. Because I was literally taught that way. Not, yeah. I mean, you know what Jamie's like, our principal. Not from Jamie, but just being in the industry, everyone was like, buyers agents, they don't need them. But we had a client that was selling their home through an agency, 
and I won't name, of course, the agency, but they engaged us at the same time as listing their property. And so we were sort of waiting for that unconditional. We were looking around, getting a feel for what they could potentially, and the minute they got an unconditional, we were on the on the hunt. And that agent did sell their house, and when the shoe was on the other foot and he was trying to also find them something, you know, working with us, he actually told them, you don't need a buyer's agent. They are getting in the way. They took great offence to that because they'd engaged us and we have a great relationship with them and they knew we were there to help them. And it was really disheartening to hear that. That actually was, really hurt yeah. us. Especially too, because we've always been really supportive of them and their business. She recommended and them in to the listing. Oh, I must, you must have lost my phone number. Yeah, it's out of area for you. <laughs> no, um, but that was why it was so disheartening. We actually referred them in. Yeah. And they yeah, turned around and, and stabbed us in the back. But it actually yes. hurt them wow. because at that moment, that client had no trust in them whatsoever, yeah. none. Yeah. It actually hurt them. Yeah. But, yeah, to say that, that's that's the old school mentality, unfortunately, oh, yeah. that's out there a little bit. That's Very no disappointing. Well, I do think it's changing. You know, like I don't think, yeah, surely you're seeing it obviously yeah. change a little bit because yeah. there's that little bit of pushback. But Yep. Yeah, no, we love it. And we love the relationships we have. We have mm. so many great – and it's it's fun. You know, we don't all hang out on the weekends. People no. think – we say we have great relationships that sometimes span 20 years. None of us are hanging out at barbecues mm. on the no. weekend. No. But we – business when, relationships. When the you phone know. rings, yeah. you answer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we answer. And when we get asked to refer selling agents, we're the same as you. Mm. We don't just, oh, you're going to use that one person, yeah, one yeah. person. Give a couple. We'll give a couple yeah. and – they're obviously the best performing one agents that we love working with yeah, yeah. Um, and we believe will be the best for our clients yeah. in that particular area where they're looking. Absolutely, yeah. And we try and give back as much. Um, so, I, yeah, I feel like if all of our relationships could be like ours, yeah. um, you know, vendors and buyers would be move forward a lot quicker, mm, really, mm. at the end of the day. Fantastic. 100%. We've loved our chat. Good chat. Can we I have know. you back again? When, yeah, you know, we'd love to. Awesome. You Things. just got to let me go down the conspiracy theory next one. <laughs> no, not really. Things are always changing in real estate. The market's shifting. Always shifting. Lots of things are shifting. So we we're, would love to have you back, yeah, you know, down back. the chat. I mean, it's, we're literally taking it quarter by quarter. Like yeah. if anyone was to ask me the question, what do you think is going to happen? The old crystal ball question, which I'm <laughs> sure you guys get yep. as well. Can we ask? Yeah, we are. Brief, what's going to happen for the rest of the year? <laughs> Great question. Um, we really are taking it quarter by quarter at the moment. I personally think there's very, very little people in this world that know what's actually coming and what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I do think if they drop these interest rates, which will probably be towards the end of the year, I know some people are holding, holding, holding on for that hope, but you've got to keep in mind it's probably only going to be a couple you know, this is all speculation, but it's probably only going to be a couple of couple of interest rate drops. Uh, it's not going to be world, you know, world changing. changing. Yeah, great. Um, and I think it probably will be later. Like it'll be later than obviously the Fed dropping, and then we'll be will be a bit later. Yeah. Um, which I do think will potentially then have a little bit of a flurry. But beyond that, who knows? It's yeah. it's the most like who knows. Who knows? Question. It's a bit like the Melbourne Cup, really, isn't it? Is it I, like I the weather, <laughs> all of those yeah, things. Like there's so much the speculation. Gets it wrong every day, right? Yeah. So um, we're honestly we're just trying to take it quarter by quarter, and and at the moment there's still enough activity, supply and demand. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the simplest thing of what it comes down to, um, supply and demand. And at the moment, we're just not building enough. We're just not building enough homes, right? So, Definitely not enough supply. So here you go. Good luck out there, buyers and sellers. And thanks, James. Yeah. I've loved it. Great insights. And yeah, thanks see for you next time. It's been awesome. Thank you.